535, heading south to Laredo. About to pick us some pounds so we can make us some queso. No luggage in the trunk, just me and Saki. Headed back down to Texas, now we serving these beans. What's up and welcome to the I-35 Sports Connection. It's Mila. It's AAA, and man, we had three games going this weekend, fantasy football we and a Luca miracle for Christmas. Wow. It's what we call a white Christmas. Whoa. Are you being <laughs> racial here? Whoa. Whoa, 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 No, we're going to probably be wearing the white jerseys. Wow. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, wow. oh, you're alluding to those new jerseys. Okay, okay. I wow. didn't, I didn't know where you there. were going with this, you know, with the election um, and everything. I was I was just nervous where we were, nope. where we were about to head this show. We weren't going that direction. Okay, thank goodness. All right, so what do you want to get to at first? We have college football. Well, it should have been a college football because you have to go to college before you go to the pros in most cases. In most cases, yeah. And, you know, we were at this game. We were. And, oh, my God. Drove 24, or, well, we're up 24 straight hours for this game. Should we talk about the pregame and what you did? Sure. Or, yeah. <laughs> okay. To do it. I'm damn proud of it. Go ahead. All right. So, we're, we're headed to the game and there's obviously- There's no tailgating allowed. Yeah, just no No tailgating. This. But we also have a case of beer- Oh, no, no, a case of high Newtons in yeah, the car. Beer. <laughs> you know what? Let me take that back. A case of mixed drink in the car because they're not sponsoring our show. So I'm yeah. not going to say the name. You already said it. Something about suns in the middle of the day. Yeah. But uh, so we're driving and uh, we're almost to the game. And then there's, uh, what was it, like 20 college kids sitting on a roof? I don't think it was 20. Any roof in Manhattan that could support 20 kids right. is definitely not somewhere suitable. All right, 10 or 12. Yeah, that sounds about more right. All right, 10 or 12 on the roof, and they're just like, I don't know, having a great time, chilling for the game. This on is the roof. This is their Super Bowl, apparently. Yep. <laughs> and uh, we're driving by, and you yell, stop the car, stop the car, stop the car. And I'm like, all right, uh, why is there something in the road? No. But uh, you're like, we got to go drink with them. So we pop a you, <laughs> middle of the street, which i am got to be impressed that I was able to do that in a truck That's on the true. way to the game. Didn't check for cops. Probably should have checked for cops. Pull up into these people's driveways, yeah. and then I'll let you take it away. Yeah, so I was like, what's up, guys? We're going to chug a beer together. And they were like, wow! <laughs> and it was so great, and we did it from a safe distance. We're not that drunk. Basically, we're not that yes. drunk. So I chugged a high noon, and that was not a good idea. Uh, yeah, but it, but it, it, I still drank it and held it down. So Great start to the game. Great start Excellent. to the game. Kept that energy for a long time. Had some pretty good seats if you go to our uh, Twitter at... Oh, yeah. At I35SportsCXN. I mean, we, we were right there for the touchdown pass. I recorded we're, it. You can see it. Posted it. Great seats. Game started out great. I mean, up 12, you know, going into halftime. A few things we uh, we could have asked for a little bit more, which we'll go into when we do the email eval, but mm-hmm. the stadium beautiful yeah beautiful all Did a the great job social distancing shout out to those um ushers yeah mask enforcers um but just stadium wise though like the construction that they're doing already like this stadium oh, is already 20 times better than what it was when yep. we were there Agre- yes definitely and i don't know if that means we're so far removed from college or <laughs> if if they're just getting a lot more money since we left what it but- means is that when i went to college I made it look so great in Manhattan, Kansas, that it drew in more and more people. And then they were like, you know what? We got all this extra tuition money. Let's make some improvements. You know, I think all goes to the uh, video department because they made Manhattan look like a city in their promotional commercials. Yes, definitely. But uh, let's go. That's enough. Let's get get into the game. Uh, By the way, we are going to go to the UT game. In Manhattan, so look mm-hmm. out for that. Follow our Twitter. We'll, we'll post some more videos. Probably maybe be freezing our butts off. Maybe we'll drink with some more college kids. Who knows? 
We will have to to stay warm. Yeah, but uh, email eval. So, uh, so email eval, what does it mean? E is the event that changed the game. Man, I, I, you know, there's there's a lot to pick from. And, you know, you could go with the interception at the end of the game. You know, f- basically first, first play in the two-minute drive to try to win it. But I'm going to go... I'm going to go with the the lack of aggressiveness, you know, settling for two field goals. And yep. if you listen to the uh, pit stop, we said you couldn't do that against this mm-hmm. team. If you had a chance to score a touchdown or were close to the end zone, you had to go for it. And what do we do? We settle for two field goals. Mm-hmm. So instead of potentially being up, let's take away one of those field goals, you're up 19. Mm-hmm. You know, hell, get two of them. Now, now it's an in, almost insurmountable lead. Be- yeah, because of how your defense was playing. But the fact that we were very conservative and settled for two field goals in fourth and short, that kills. Especially when you were going up against a team that's that good and that you'd been, you'd been pretty much checking you know, the whole mm-hmm. game. They couldn't do anything on you. So that, that's what I'll go with for the E. All right, M is the MVP of the game. Man, you know, if it wasn't for those for those turnovers, it, it was going to be Howard. But we'll get into those turnovers. Uh, that 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 really killed. So for Did. the MVP of the game, you know, I think you have to look at the defense, and you got to look at a guy in uh, Wyatt Hubert, our our NFL caliber guy. Um, tremendous. I mean, two and a half sacks, three and a half tackles for loss. And even when he wasn't sacking uh, Spencer of Oklahoma State, he was causing so much havoc back there that Mike Gundy had to change the game plan coming out the second half, which I'll talk mm-hmm. about in the the uh, next one. But he had to change the game plan for Spencer and Oklahoma State because they were ineffective that first half. And not a big chunk of it was because of Wyatt. Next up. We have the... A, the audible, the biggest adjustment of the game. So usually I go with K-State on the adjustment of the game, mm-hmm. but you know I got to give a shout out to the the mullet of all mullets here, uh, Gundy, because as we were saying, mm-hmm. Wyatt changed Oklahoma State's game plan here. Coming out that he second did. half, Mike Gundy made two adjustments. One, it was Spencer's not allowed to throw the ball for more than five yards or five to seven yards of air travel. That's it. No long passes. Because he didn't have time to complete them. Yep. And two, we are going to be mobile. We are going to run. We're going to basically forget about the passing game unless it's five yards or shorter and hit people in stride. That was it. And ever since that, they start to get the ball rolling. Because when you hold Chuba to 31 yards, you got to think you're going to win that game. So what Oklahoma State did, hey, let's shorten up these passes. Let's start hitting receivers in stride. Mm-hmm. And let's start getting big plays that way. And dink and dunk ourselves down the field. The only way you get big plays is yak, unless we're dinking and dunking mm-hmm. the rest of the game. And that was the audible that really changed the game because Oklahoma State started to score after that. Right. And then the dreaded W for this game. What uh, went ah, Such a tongue twister, too. What went wrong and what went right? Let's go with right first. Okay. Your, your run game with your quarterback, Howard, is fantastic. I, I mean, the option game the bootleg game and the RPO game with Howard is tremendous. When you had him on the move, when you took him out of the pocket, he was phenomenal. 
he struggled in the pocket this game. No doubt about it. Uh, you should have second half, fourth quarter, we should have pulled him out of the pocket. No more pocket for Howard the rest of the game because he was struggling so bad and because our offensive line is banged up. Mm-hmm. He was getting pressured. But man, when you took him out of the pocket, when you got him moving and he was only able to have one or two reads before he had to decide whether to tuck it or throw the ball away, he was fantastic. He was the best quarterback on the field. And I I think that's key because, you know, he is still a freshman, so it's unfair to expect him. Which is looking good for the future. But it's unfair to expect him to be able to progress through reads in the pocket like we would have Skylar Thompson. So whenever he got to be a quarterback on the run, where it's one, two reads, or it's run or throw, fantastic. So I, I think that was what went right. Just him in movement was phenomenal. Okay. And then the dreaded, what went wrong? I mean, we talked about in the pit stop, right? You can't lose a turnover battle here. You can't turn the ball the over. The turnovers are just such a kicker, man. We could have still won that game. Yeah, I, I, I mean, uh. you, you, you gave up the ball, led to a touchdown for Oklahoma State, led to points. And then also, when you had a chance, because what did we talk about with Spencer of Oklahoma State? Just like KU, he's going to give you a chance to intercept mm-hmm. this ball. And we couldn't get our feet in sure bounds. Is. We couldn't get our feet in bounds. We couldn't. We couldn't get the turnover to help our, our help ourselves. And then we gave up the ball too much on, on that end. So the, the turnover battle went completely awry. And you know, in a two point game, if you're not going for it on fourth down, right, then you got to get the turnover right. And right. if you aren't doing both, you're going to lose the game. And that, that's what happened. That was the story of this game. You know. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer, but. Excited for the future, but also just really sad because we had a chance to pretty much get in the catbird seat for the Big 12 here. And the Big 12 title probably won't happen this year, but it was right there for the taking. You know, it was right there for the taking. So keep keep grinding, you know, keep pounding that stone because we're right there. We just couldn't quite finish. And there's no doubt in our mind that, you know, Scarlett Thompson's in, you win this game going away. But, but I was impressed with the bounce back game of that of that defense just after the shellacking in West Virginia to be able to bounce back like that and to hold Chuba to under 50 yards especially after going for 300 on you last year great job yeah I think we played much much better than last year I think that this game would have been way different if Thompson was in yeah yeah no no doubt so that's enough of our uh, K-State uh who do they play next week? Do you know? I believe it's, is it Farmageddon next week? Oh, it might let's, be. Let's, let's check that out because I want to say it's Farmageddon next week and ain't, ain't no getting like a Farmageddon if I do say so myself. What does that even mean? I don't know what that means. It just sounds cool. Yeah. So they have a, they have a bye or a off week and then it's Farmageddon. Wait. So next week, the Cowboys, the Chiefs and K-State aren't playing. Yeah. What are we going to do? I don't know drinking sadness I don't know that's weird but it is nice of them to think of us and give us a free weekend all the same the lawn or something you know what I'll tell you what we're gonna do we're gonna do a show with the KC tailgaters oh we are yeah yeah, yeah. we'll do a show with the KC tailgaters we'll talk mostly Chiefs we'll hit up a little little Cowboys in there and maybe why because they want to be haters probably kick kick a girl while she's down I see and if they're nice Mm -hmm. if they're nice I'll let them have 15 seconds on college basketball because the rankings no, just came out. No, if get they're that nice. Out of here. Get that out of here. Absolutely not. They are KU fans. That is all false. Don't listen to that trash. Yeah, well, I'm going to I I mostly want to see if they want to claim last year as KU's national championship or not because they finished number 1 even though there was no tournament. So, it'll be interesting, but we'll have the tailgaters on for next week's show. Mhm. But by the way, if you listen to the pod the the 
the uh, pit stop, you would have saw a lot of this coming. True. And let's go into your Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> All right. Well. Do you want to talk about the G's that stepped up? You hit the offensive G's and I'll hit the defensive G's that stepped up. Are you talking about Gilbert? Yeah, G squared. Oh, okay. G unit. This is just G G. He goes by G G. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He has a cupcake place in town. Yeah, because he stepped up offensively, and there's two guys with the G that stepped up defensively, who I'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But I want you hit the the Gilbert one. Yeah. So you know, for his first show, he wasn't looking too bad here. Um, wait, wait, wait. He looked better than Danucci. Are you sure? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Literally, my big pinky toe looks better than Danucci right now. But anyways, that was mean, but I kind of meant it. Um, you know, he's kind of used to stepping up in in moments that he's needed. I forgot what UT game it was. I, I want to say maybe 2010-ish. Doesn't sound right, though, but doesn't matter. Don't really like UT football. But the one quarterback went down, threw Gilbert in, and, you know, they didn't – I don't think UT ended up winning, but he really showed out. He's kind of a dud after that. But, I mean – Oh, are you talking about Colt McCoy versus Alabama in that title game? Was it him? It might, it might have I, been Colt McCoy. I, that, I think that's what you're talking about, right? Because yeah, I was like, I couldn't remember names, but it yeah. was there. Yeah, I, I I think it might have been him. It but it's kind of cool. Him. We got a lo- local guy, you know, from Lake Travis area. It's in Austin. Um, yeah, yeah, it was him. Just looked it up. It was him. Yeah, oh, you're absolutely right. Look at me with the steel trap memory. There you go. But yeah, so it's kind of the same here. You know, everybody, first Dak goes down, then Andy Dalton. Ben DiNucci, thank God, got benched. Um, yeah, does that count as going down or does that just mean you're that bad? You still had to rise to the occasion. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought, you know? Like, how do you get to the fourth string? But anyway, so, um, you know, I, I think there's like little things here. Kind of gave me a, a, dare I say, glimmer of hope. Um, you the know, receivers look like they believed in him, right? They did. The only thing I, I would critique here, I mean, apart from the interception, but that kind of wasn't even really him was the fact that he would fire off these cannons without looking to see if someone was open. I was like, this is dangerous. This is very dangerous. What are you doing? This this was the gunslinger mentality that everybody was saying Danucci had, but it turned out it was yeah. Garrett that had this. Who knew? Who yeah. knew? And then I'm going to switch it to the defensive side because you had a couple other Gs that stepped uh-huh. up tremendously. So if you recall, Poe, gone. Everson Griffin, gone. And keep in mind, those are two guys that have been paid throughout their career. They're on the back end of it. You had Randy Gregory's full-blown return. Right. He played multiple snaps, not just a few like last game. Oh my gosh. Is he an impact player? Yeah. I actually didn't think that he would turn up the way he did. And then you had Neville Gallimore, Mm -hmm. who played tremendously as well on the defensive line. These every Apparently, if you had a G in your name, you were stepping up this game. And I, I think it brings an interesting point, and I, I want to run it by you. So okay. You've got... I feel so special. You've got Don Terry Poe, Everson Griffin, Andy Dalton, all these people who've been paid throughout their career, mm-hmm. who already have their money. Now, you've got a guy in Randy Gregory who is fighting for his NFL career right now because... I mean, heck, he hadn't been playing it in like a year and a half, two years. You've got Neville Gallimore, who's like a third round pick. So if we saw anything today with Tack McKinley getting waived, there are no promises. Mm-hmm. And then you saw a guy in Garrett Gilbert, who, 
you know, started in Texas, UT, didn't pan out, had to go to the Alliance of American Football that folded, and this is his only opportunity to make a career. These three guys, yeah, these three guys were playing for their career. They were playing for food on the table. And Michael Irvin said one thing that changed the Cowboys when he got there and Jimmy Johnson came the next year is that he went to Jimmy. He goes, you got to get rid of this guy, this guy, and this guy. They aren't dogs and they aren't hungry. These three people are hungry. And I have not seen the Cowboys this motivated in a long time. That's true. You know, it's it's habit of mine to obviously wear Cowboy stuff on Sundays, but wear it on Mondays too because I support them through the wins and the losses. I was really, really, really not looking forward to wearing Cowboy stuff this week, but after watching the game yesterday, I was like, wow, they represented what was a football team. I can be proud of that. And then do you think there's something to the defense getting Leighton Vander Esch back, getting Sean Lee back? Because Jalen had, outside of the two bonehead plays that he had, that basically cost the Cowboys the game. He played a good game. He did. And this is the first time I've seen him play decently in a long time. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, what? Who's this? I don't know if it's Sean Lee and Leighton telling him where to go or having him have the right Maybe that or he pulled his head out of his ass. I don't know. But outside of those bonehead plays, he actually played his probably best game of the season. Yeah, there was that one play where Leighton looked like he might have knocked somebody out through that punch, but he didn't. It was open hand. I could see what he was doing. Does that work in court? Hey, it was open hand. It was open hand. Well, no, no. So, like, the one angle you saw, you're like, oh, shit, he's about to get ejected. And then, you know, you see it from the other angle, you're like, oh, he's just pushing him off. If the NBA has taught you anything, it's always the second guy gets the flag. Yes. So, you you, you got to have your... Wait, so that would have been Van Der Esch. Yeah, he got the flag. The the oh, Pittsburgh oh, oh, guy instigated okay. and, and he got Not the flag. Right, so you're right, you're right. it was nice to see some fight for the Cowboys. So we'll end it on here. Oh, no, two things I want to ask you. One, is Tony Pollard better than Zeke? Because he sure as hell played it. I think that that is a very controversial statement. I don't know if you can say that, but I can say that he's hungrier than Zeke. And yep. Zeke's the one with the feed me tattoo, so I don't know. And I'll say this just to play devil's advocate on Zeke's side. If you're Zeke Elliott, and he didn't help me here by having a drop ball, but if you're Zeke and you never involve me in the passing game, I'm going to face a stacked box every time. You can't expect me to break out of a long run when you never involve me in the passing sure. game, but when Tony Pollard comes in, you ha- you give him the ball and you involve him in the passing game so the defense doesn't know what he's going to do, but with me, they always know I'm going to run. So yeah. can you diversify for me? Can you diversify for me? <laughs> Because outside of that, Kellen Moore was called a tremendous game just to have him involved. And Jim Fossil and special teams with the amount of trick plays they did, tremendous. Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah, and I will say I'm glad that we have Zerline now and not oh, – crap, what's his name? I'm trying to erase him from my memory. Oh, uh, the guy who always missed. Brett Maher. Maher, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, but uh, it was nice to see that. 13 points by him. (laughs) It's nice to see fight going into the bye week, so hopefully that's something to build upon. Last question on the Cowboys. Who you start next game? Dalton or Garrett? Or Danucci? Or Cooper Rush? Well, obviously not (laughs) Danucci. Good God, no way. Um, I kind of, I personally want to see Garrett Gilbert play out. Yeah, uh, I would too if, if I'm them. I would too because look, they're sitting at the number three pick right now in the draft. And you really have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. And if you end up with the three pick, hey, trade it away, sign Jack, and make them take a bad contract when they trade you for that draft pick. 
do it NBA style. Anyway, let's talk Chiefs. Chiefs. And if you listen to the uh, the old pit stop, you would have known this was a classic trap game. This is a trap game of all trap Does that games. Is mean a game where you make drugs? Yes. Like a trap house? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, gotcha. No. <laughs> no, it, it means a game you might be overlooking that, that could end up mm-hmm. costing you. And, and that was this game because you had the best wide receiver duo in the in the NFL. You had Christian McCaffrey coming back, and boy, did he show out. And you had a Chiefs run game that was non-existent once again. Um, so it was a really bad combination. And... The thing with having Christian McCaffrey back is it, it really exposes just how bad your linebacking core is. So, you know, the Chiefs kind of got away with it because they, they got a, a breather with teams that didn't really take advantage of their backers. But man, did Christian McCaffrey run circles around us because your safeties couldn't help as much. Your corners had to stay on the on uh, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore because, you know, they're fantastic. So, and Curtis Samuel in the slot. So, like, they had... They, the defense was spent. There was no helping your linebacker core, and, and Christian McCaffrey ate. I mean, man, he looked good. Yeah, eighty-two yards, sixty-nine rushing, eighty-two in the passing game, ten receptions. Just like he he tore you up. He tore you up, and he almost cost you the game. But luckily, you had Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill stepping up in the passing game. And I want to I want to ask you a question. And I keep in mind. Mahomes, best quarterback in the NFL. Best quarterback in the NFL. So you know I'm about to say something controversial. He's the best quarterback in the NFL when I say this. Man, blame him. I-35 Sports CXN. I am a fan of his, but is it me or is Mahomes pressing? Because when I watch the game, there's a lot of moments in the game where he is ignoring the underneath route the open guy because he's trying to hit a home run too much and it didn't cost you here but it almost did because you're getting yeah. these drives that stall out because he's holding the ball and hoping that the deep guy gets open or he's ignoring the guy open underneath and seeing if that deep route develops trying to get that flashy play exactly right he's either waiting for the route to develop or taking a swing at it and it's costing you it's costing him getting sacked going out of bounds and it's costing our drives from stall it costs the stall out drives and then when you do that you shorten up the number of plays you get in the drive so your run game goes to shit which it's been the last three games and there is no rhythm so when he had to turn it on he turned it on but i feel like at this moment in time he's trying to get the big play a little bit too much I would agree there, actually. Yeah, and if you disagree, hit me up on hit me At up on I thirty five Sports CXN. But keep in mind, he is fantastic. But I'm just saying, there are moments in these games where he is blatantly ignoring the open guy to try to hit the home run or to try to wait for that big play to develop, and it's not happening, and it's causing us to stall out. So. Yeah, you got away with it at Carolina, but I would really hate for us to try it against a team like Pittsburgh in the playoffs and not have enough time to come back because we almost didn't in this game. And Pittsburgh with Mika Fitzpatrick rolling back there, it's going to be harder to pull that off. Who tore up the Cowboys. But, (laughs) no, no, but seriously, Mika's, I mean, good Lord, he might be the best safety in the NFL. He's Now, let's pivot. Keep in mind, I love you, Chiefs, Pat Mahomes. I'm just just saying. But all right, let, let's go to a little Luca magic for the holidays. Ooh. 
So, do you know what I December is? You. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I know, that's I'm here. Take that, Mariah. Shit. That's what I do. So, December 22nd, what does that mean December to you? 3 days before Christmas. NBA's back. <laughs> they approved it. The NBA's coming back December 22nd. Which is good. They save more money that way, mm-hmm. right? Now, or make more. They make more that way. And when you look at Christmas for the NBA, that is the unofficial start. That's usually when people start paying attention to the NBA. And there's a couple of things they try to do, right? One is they always have the big East Coast market game on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Usually to start off because those teams are trash. And they'll always end it with the big West Coast game, either with the Clippers or the Lakers or both, depending on how good they are. But always the Lakers and Knicks will always be involved. Or Knicks or Brooklyn. So you knew they were going to play on Christmas, right? No matter what. But do you know who's confirmed for Christmas? The Mavs. The Mavs. The Mavs. I hope you're not wearing any earbuds because that would (laughs) hurt. This is big for a couple of reasons. One, it means Luca is entrenched right now in MVP race talks because what they do with these Christmas games is they try to spotlight the best players in the league. That's why Kobe always played on Christmas. That's why LeBron yeah. always played on Christmas. Yeah. Whoever you think is the face of the NBA, you put them on yeah. Christmas. You get those looky lose. Exactly. You put the big markets and you put the faces of the NBA on there. So Luca getting a NBA. Christmas game for the Mavs is huge. That means the NBA recognizes him as one of the pillars right now of the future of the NBA. Because at some point, because he is, yeah, at some point LeBron's he handing it off. Here. So do Just you saying. do you think that stops all the him going to LA talk? I don't think he'll go to LA, but no, that wouldn't stop the talk. <laughs> Dude can afford multiple houses in multiple places. That's very true, but but it does make you feel good though if you're a, a Mavs fan that he does potentially have roots here now. But it's very cool to see the Mavs back on Christmas Day for the first time in forever and to see Luca get a national spotlight game. So I'll be curious. They probably won't be the first game. I I wonder what point in the lineup, but they won't be the last one because that's probably going to be the Laker game. So where do they go in the lineup? But it is confirmed Mavs on Christmas Day, and that's one of the best gifts I could ask for. Is KP going to be back or is it too soon? He should be back. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't think he'll play, but yeah. (laughs) Well, it's always 50 50 with him if he's going to play or not. Unfortunately, that's true. Hopefully things are better though. But that also means like, Hey, we're in November. So we'll give you the latest when camps start opening up, when practice starts happening and whether or not they're going to do a preseason, they'll probably do an abbreviated one, but also it means trades and drafts are coming up real quick. So, if I'm the Mavs, I'm going to try to pull off something for a Bradley Beal to get him in here. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll cover that in one of our future episodes, though. So, hey, look out for the pit stop coming up. Yes. For case. Oh, no. No case no game. No pit stop. No, no pit stop this week. Wow. Look out for our fantasy football game. Man. Our fantasy. week off. You guys earned it. Yeah, look out for a video on fantasy football. <laughs> we have a lot of fun with it. It involves our show, the KAC Tailgaters, and the 1201 Sports, which. And your favorite here in the league. And uh, Dak Dad Ass and I am inevitable. Also, check out 1201 Sports. Uh, we're still winning, but they actually beat us for the first time in forever on weekly what? picks. Yeah. So we'll have to step it up. And then uh, come back. We got the tailgaters coming up for next week's show. You can find everything at 
I-35 Sports CXN. Enjoy your bye week, everybody. Yeah, bye week for sure. Bye, guys.